Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. So I haven't potted in 13 days. Like I'm coming in, I'm sleep deprived, I'm rusty, I'm on wild card. There's so many emotions flooding my body in this moment. I don't know what to do. Sounds like you're coming over here, coming over there. I'm coming in all my five towns. It's just like a lot of action. Um, Welcome back. So we're in the middle. We're recording Tuesday night. So we're in the middle of Game Week 24 still. How are you doing so far? Um, I'm on 40. I still have triple Captain Mo in play. I have Jomez, Trent, and Alaire incoming tomorrow. I mean, the opportunity cost of not owning Mane and oh him being God. dead is just so immense. And the nerves are just yeah. out of control. Yeah, yeah. they're just, high. They're just fucking ter- high. I'm just terrified. Okay, even if Mo plays and gets like a three pointer and I get nine, I'm like, okay, that's great. But if he like braces, <laughs> oh my gets, god! I mean, if he gets like between like thirteen to fifteen points on like a double return, I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. It will be a ridiculous chunk. So and the luckiest thing of our lives with the Mana injury. Oh yeah, I mean that is what is this the first injury he's suffered since he came to Liverpool from Southampton? I mean, he used to get these little like niggles and knocks, but never, yeah, never really like an extended time. I don't think, yeah. not off the top no, of my I mean, head, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's so lucky that this happened like midweek or during the first game of a double when everyone's triple captain. Yeah, it's whatever, ridiculous. So. Yeah, I mean, so you know, you're you also are on on triple mo. So I mean, we both have a big big chance here tomorrow to to see what happens, but. <sighs> Overall, I mean, it was it was just Jack Stevens' world, and I'm living in it. You know, eleven pointer. <laughs> He's the actual only thing in my life that came in this week. I mean, Neil, I just yeah. What are I you thinking about him. Neil in this moment? I forgot eight, about Neil. Eight shots. Yeah, I think yeah. he had over one xg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Blank I, city. I've, I try to forget about Neil. Like he's, oh my god, he's like my ex girlfriend who like keeps texting me, but I like don't want to like respond or look at the messages, or he's like sending me like, <laughs> you know, the yeah, he's, the- he's throwing the fish line out there and trying to fucking hook yeah, yeah. you. Oh, yeah. I, it and really I, is so tilting how his fucking image on the FL page, he's like turned sideways and his arm is half cut off. I fucking hate that. It looks it's like really an tilting. You hate to see an amputee. That's yeah. That's not when the number nine you want leading your line right there. No, 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 definitely not. So, Neil, Neil has a lot of feels for me. I, I'm, I just don't, I don't want to talk about Neil anymore than yeah, this. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Okay, fine. How, how are you doing in the cup so far? What's your uh, cup situation? We should do know. this every week, by the way. <laughs> I have, I have no idea. I haven't checked. Okay. Well, that's how much enough. I care about it. Oh come on! Oh come on! Well, all right. I'm on 34 down a bit, but yeah, I mean, you you summed it all up. Nothing fucking matters until tomorrow. Like even we both took hits for all air because obviously you take a hit for all air any opportunity. But we Jim, who I got rid of, puts up eight. 
Pereira, who you got rid of, puts up 12. And still, because of the double, we're in shouts for like equaling it or barely losing any points there. Or for, in my case, surpassing it. Which just shows like the power of hitting in a doubler, honestly, to me. Is that not the opposite? Like, we're barely breaking even? <laughs> That's hard. I know, but we're... You would have said beforehand if the guy the guy you're hitting out gets a twelve pointer, or in my case, the guy you're hitting out gets an eight pointer. That's basically worst case scenario. Like, there's nothing worse that can happen is the guy you hit out gets a haul. And even still, we're probably pretty fine. That's I, what I meant to say. It's like the risk is so low. Yeah, whatever. My cup, my cup, Oppo, Stevie Sutton's on thirty one. I have a three point lead. He has Gomez and Captain Robbo. But I have VVD, Trent, Allaire, and Captain Mo, so I should win there. Good job by me. Um, skipping housekeeping because it's meaningless. So... I'm on wildcard. Yeah, I mean, that's where we're going to start and end this pod. Yeah, I don't know what you want from me. Talk I mean, to I me. Wanna know, first of all, I want to know what your, the texture of your team was You know, all those days ago. When you decided to push the button, like what what was going through your mind? Ooh, that's a what great was, question. Yeah, what was like untenable, or what was you know what caused you to do that? Right. So a big then, part yeah. of it. Let me just start with that because a big part of it, and we did, I believe, talk about this on the pod, is that I was just extremely anti Lester and anti them specifically in tough fixtures, and they have three really tough fixtures in a row. And they've basically been bad all season in those and, and very like low scoring and struggling to create anything and very negative and, and passive. So starting there, I had three guys with, you know, a lot of money. You know, Soy is cheap, but Matto and Vardy combined for like yeah, so eighteen you had Vardy, mil. Vardy, Matto, and Soy Boy. Yeah. And so ton of money that I wanted desperately to shift around. So that was, I think, a good like starting spot as to why I was doing it. And then, I mean, just looking further back, I'd just been on a tailspin basically going down. I had SAR red flagged that like, like this week was basically me just knowing I'm going to wildcard. Like I took the hit and stuff, but really if I'm looking back two weeks ago, like I had, I had SAR red flag. I had Ryan, who's just like the worst goalkeeper to own in all of fantasy, like LOL at me. I wanted I know I knew that I wanted a giant change in into Sheffield United. So I, I knew that I wanted to go like heavy Sheffield with the fixture change and just you know, in general change my structure like I needed I felt I needed to get Ings. I felt that like I'm I need to flirt with the expensive forwards, which I didn't really have a great way to get to without hits. It was just like a lot of problems and me thinking like Okay, my season's been awful. This is my chance to reset it and actually affect my team for not just like two weeks at the end of the season, like actually affect the rest of my season starting now, hopefully, if I get things right. So that that's really it. I mean, I'm basically sitting at like a million ranks, so I need to fucking step it up if I'm going to have any respectability. Yeah, okay. So So a lot of what I'm hearing is kind of, you're not where you want to be, and the longer you wait to pop the wild card, the less like game weeks you have to really impact the change. Yeah, basically that, and and paired with me just trying to be aggressive. Like it's so easy 
to kind of just make your one or two transfers every week, like be quote unquote patient, which is often being confused for being passive, which I would say is a bad attribute. And so it's me trying to be aggressive, jump on a bunch of interesting guys with like, like I keep saying in my, my little diary for those who haven't read it on the, on the website is I'm trying to find guys with the high ceilings. Like I'm trying to find explosions, like similar to what you did with Kuhn and a lot of other top managers were like bug and, uh, what's his name? Late riser and stuff like you guys jumped on Kuhn when you should have capped him huge haul, huge rise, like honestly turned your season around and I'm looking for something similar. I'm trying to be aggressive. So all right, so let's transition right into. I mean, what are you looking at on wildcard? I mean, let's just get into it. So the last one that I posted on the website was, well, I talked myself in, back into Coon. I was like, kind of trying to go off, oh, and then I talked okay. myself immediately back into Coon. I just, okay. it's just ridiculous. I mean, he's just so good. It's just so good, and I think that he's most likely nailed for the next two. Yeah. After the next two, no idea. Like, could be a Champions League nightmare, blah, blah, blah. But away Spurs and then a break with no matches, home West Sam, and then a long break. Like, I feel like he's, you know, first choice and starting, and especially that West Sam match, I really want to captain him. So, looking at Kuhn, Obs is in my thoughts. I have Bob in right now, which I'm not sold on at all. all right, I mean, so we need to let's slow down here a little bit. So tell me more. I mean, Kuhn doesn't need more exploration. Yeah, I don't think he's he needs sex, more. So sexual. Yeah, yeah. What are you? I saw your thoughts, diaries of a madman about OBS and some <laughs> of the stats, like NPXG. Yeah, whatever, all that shit. Yeah, yeah. What are you? What are you seeing from OBS at like almost 11 million that he's in your team? Because if I were all card right now, I wouldn't probably have even tinkered with him. Yeah, so I mean, he he's not in the current tinker, but the reason that I started tinkering with him is just like I kind of said earlier, is just I'm looking for someone who can just hat trick. Like I'm trying to jump on a hat trick before it's trendy. And can he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he has multiple times. Yeah, I mean, he's playing on the wing. I mean, he does he get the ops? Golden boot last season, mostly on the wing. Was he mostly on the wing last season? Yeah, I mean, at least half and half, I would say. But, like, yeah, I mean, he doesn't rack up the huge shot. There's a lot of negatives. Like, Arsenal are so-so, and he doesn't get a ton of shots, and, like, his numbers are down. Like, I, I talked about all those things. The only thing that he really has in his locker is he can explode, and the and he has the fixtures to do it. And that's the only reason I've tinkered with him, really. I mean, he has a way Burnley, home Newcastle, those two especially, but home Everton's okay. He soon has home West Ham away Brighton, home Norwich further down the line. You know, if he catches fire, obviously I would hold him for this long, but that's really all it is. It's just like, I don't know what to call it, lightning in a bottle theory. There's nothing more to it. I, okay. You know, I like the fact that Arsenal have been better by my eye and the numbers under Arteta, but they haven't been great. But I'm hoping that, like, you know, more time, maybe Laka gets dropped, which I think would be a huge positive. Get, like, Martinelli and Pepe on the wings and Ob's down the middle, potentially. I think there's, like, reason to believe he could explode. But yeah, of course, it's pretty punty. Yeah, I don't think it's, like, a safe one. And as I pointed out in my thing, like, you can't really look at the numbers and pick Ob's over Jimenez for, like, 
longevity. Like there's not really an argument yeah. for that at all. The only yeah, argument I mean, would think, be if you're trying to like captain a hat trick or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like with Ings as well, right? Like that's at the yeah. crux of it. Is how are you justifying something more than these other two players who are basically returning, you know, one per game? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, are you really seeing that much more from Arscast to justify paying the premium to cap and that kind of thing? I mean, the one thing is right. You know, you mentioned, but the the fixtures it, it's a little bit tricky to exploit fixtures right now. I mean, we have Sheffield United have a good run. We have Southampton have a pretty good run, but and we have Arsenal with a good run. But otherwise, I mean, they're and Liverpool and Liverpool, yeah, not, not much more outside of that. So you know, how where are you spending your money? I mean, what what are you what are you looking at there? Are you trying to create a squad to kind of rotate around with like having a lot of players from these teams, or you know, how are you looking at that? So, yeah, I mean, so it's an interesting question for sure. I mean, starting with Sheffield United, I think is the easiest place because their guys are so cheap. And oh, one one thing. Oh yeah, I don't know if you caught this, but they're going to be blanking in twenty eight because guaranteed. Villa won. Yeah, Villa beat Leicester today in the in the League Cup. So instead of Leicester blanking in 28, it's going to be Villa and Sheffield. That's so fucking annoying. Yeah. Well, I don't think I'm going to let that change much right now, but I've been going every tinker with minimum two Sheffield United defenders. I think there's big argument to go for three, and I think there's also a big argument to go for Hendo plus two. And I, okay. I even don't hate Fleck. But yeah, I think minimum I'll have two defenders. And I've been liking Enda Stevens and his numbers a lot. And I've been liking Egan. He gets on a lot of headers and shit. And I mean, let me just ask you, like, what's up with Lundstrom? Like, it seems like he's maybe losing his spot, rotation risk, not nailed. Yeah, it's definitely concerning. I mean, for you, if I was in a wild card position, he would be nowhere near my team. Yeah, like, I think that's where I'm at. Close. Yeah, I think that's where uh, I'm at. You know, I mean, he's still competing with Mo Besic, who's an absolute shithouse. I think he's just horrible. <laughs> yeah, like, I think he, he's, he's an act, actively bad. Yeah, he's so not good. that's not you know, it's not exactly like Indeedy or like Idrissa Gay or something like competing for his spot or like Fleckinho. Fault fucking you know, let's let's <laughs> stop for a second there. But I think you know, to me, what I've been seeing with Lundstrom over the past like month or two is he's played a lot of minutes and he's tired. Like I think he's just been leggy and he hasn't been like up and down, you know, as he was for the first few months of the season. And I don't know if he's going to get dropped or anything of the sort, but. You know, there's definitely risk there. I think there's yeah. def- definitely some amount of risk to to stomach with him. And so, you know, yeah, I'll be avoiding. He, yeah, I mean, he played. He didn't play the last two cup games, like FA Cup, League Cup. Like he was just on the bench. And you know, they have Palace at the weekend. Is he going to just come right back in? You know, maybe, but maybe not. You know, maybe not. Yeah, and also so, the I, thing I, with him is like he barely shoots anymore. We've talked about that a lot. He bar- he hasn't yeah. had a keep. He has one key pass in his last five, also, and it's yeah. just so I'm not. I don't feel like I'm exposing myself that much because oh. he shouldn't be really outscoring the defenders anyway at this point. And now he's like the most expensive one, so I don't really want yeah. him. And I've also seen a lot of people talk about you know. The ownership is like so high that they're protecting themselves against like Lundstrom. It's 
if you go from Lundstrom to O'Connell to save like a couple shackles and put it elsewhere, I mean, are you really that concerned that Lundstrom's going to like brace or get like an attacking return in BAPS? I mean, he hasn't really been that player for a while. Yeah. So, you know, just think about, you know, what your where your risk is and, you know, that yeah. that doesn't seem too risky to me. Yeah. I I'm in agreement there. So, yeah, I mean, long story short, Sheffield United will be well represented in my wild card squad. Um as you mentioned Arsenal, I mean, there's not really or I'm not seeing any attackers that I would even come close to tinkering with other than Ops. Because I don't think Martinelli's nailed. If he was, maybe I would I would go there. But Laka, I'm not interested. Pepe, too expensive. You know, Ozil, he just doesn't do anything productive for FPL stuff anymore. Um, so Arsenal, it's like I'll probably be Oms. Plus, I've been playing with Leno, but not that much. I mean, I could just go Hendo, but. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I've been pleased with what I've been seeing from Arsenal's defense. I mean, of course, the comedy of errors against Chelsea that happened, but you know the numbers have been good. I think they've looked good. And again, you mentioned it; they're one of few teams with really, really good fixtures. And like Leno, he just gets a lot of saves, gets some, you know, some bones sometimes. He's just pretty good. I'm I'm just looking around. I mean, I'm gonna pick the wrong keeper. That's guaranteed. Maybe I can like reverse jinx myself or something. Yeah, I mean, I I think Leno's probably not where I'd go. What What do you think about Dubrovka? That's that's where my eyes looking. I just think okay. I mean, we we actually had a question about this, so let me just get that one second. Uh. TC so Lascelles at just four two is nothing but pure sense, right? But what about backing Dubrovka as well on a wild card? Kind of hate all the goalkeeping options, but their fixtures until thirty three look great, and they're a stingy bunch. What say you? So when I read that question, I was just I overwhelmed at the fact that like I don't know what to make of Newcastle because my eyes and every number imaginable says they're pretty much the worst team in the league. And have been all season and are just getting like ridiculously lucky. And then they keep picking up, they keep getting lucky. (laughs) Like they keep putting up points. Like at at some point, I don't know what to believe. I feel like I'm losing my mind a little bit. So my initial like gut reaction is like, God, no, I don't want the keeper on the worst team in the league. But at the same time, I don't know. They keep just squirting out these results and stuff. Maybe they can keep it up. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that? I, I just see their fixtures like through April as really good. Yeah, and they are. Yeah. All they do is, you know, two banks of four with, you know, Almiron and Jolington, and they just park. Like yeah. they're like Palace kind of. Yeah, it's like a 5 3 2 now. It's even more than. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a joke. I mean, it's an absolute mockery of life, of jokes, of what, you know, Steve Bruce is doing. He's just eating the pies and stuff. So I think that the fixtures are just so good. Home Norwich, you know, home Burnley at Palace at Southampton, home Sheffield, United, home Villa, like home West Ham at Bournemouth. Like, I mean, they're, yeah, they're like ridiculous. The next, they're just ridiculous. There's, it's like the bottom eight in the next eight, basically, other than at Arsenal and two. And, 
He's like, good on BAPs because their defenders are fucking shit houses and don't get any BAPs. <laughs> Most of their players are shit houses. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're just, it's such a joke of a team. Like, he had saves. It just, it just seems like a good, good pick to me. I mean, five yeah. isn't great, but, you know, when you're looking That's at. It's the same price as like, Hendo and Leno. Yeah, and right. Hendo's missing two games. I mean, he's going to be missing the United game. Yeah, and, game week twenty eight and game week thirty one. He's hundred yeah. percent blanking. That's bad. Yeah, I mean that that's really bad. Yeah. So I mean, unless if you're gonna you know have McCarthy and you can you know right. rotate. Yeah, or that whatever. that that's worth probably playing with. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, definitely definitely worth thinking about, it, especially if you know you're gonna be trying to bench boost at some point. Yeah. You want two playing keepers, but I I think Dubrovka is like a really really good pick. Yeah, I like it. I, yeah, maybe I'll go there. I. I trust my pod partner. That's one good thing you can say about me. Um, yeah, I mean, I've even toyed with Ederson, Allison. Like, I, I'm all over the Ederson's place. Ederson's on pens. Honestly, I'm like, is he? Like, Pep is such yeah. a fucking troll, dude. Like, I, I don't know. Gundo's not on the pitch. Oh Ederson's on pens. Or Kuhn. You know, that's the problem. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, playing around at the back. And then... Um, what was the other team that you named with good fixtures? Oh, Liverpool, duh. Um, Southampton, Southampton, Southampton. So Ings has been in like pretty much every yeah. tinker. But before we go over there, what what are you what, are you looking at? McLaddy at all? Five seven McBurney. I brought him up in my post, like. I am interested. He keeps putting up like really good numbers. Even if he just gets one or two shots, they're like huge chances. Yeah. I mean, I probably should play with it. It's just really, really hard to squirt out another forward slot. I mean, that's what I'm mostly having trouble with. It's just like punt on the spot. Yeah. I mean, when there's Ings, Jimenez, Obbs, Kuhn. Yeah. 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 Fair. And others, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I wish he was a fucking mid. Like, Fleck, again, like, he's overperforming his numbers, but, like, you could basically start him until game week 31 and feel pretty good about that spot, I think. Uh, there there uh, are enablers. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he's still just, like, a little wee, wee house. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not great. But if it enables something else, it could be worth it, I think. Yeah, perhaps. Um... And then Liverpool, I have to decide what I'm going to do there. I mean, I'm probably almost definitely keeping Mo and Trent. And then a third Liverpool guy. I mean, I said I played with Allison. I think Gomez is the best value. Um, and then I brought up Bob, the idea of Bob in my post. Like, I don't think he's a good pick. But again, it was just me trying to be flexible, play around with a, someone with a potentially high ceiling. And, like, we know... He has the really high ceiling. We also know he's extremely streaky. So he could go for like six games and just blank, but maybe, you know, he's been kind of informed lately. Maybe this is just the run without Mane. Maybe he just like gets a couple braces, a couple goal assist games out of nowhere and then cools off, you know, like. So it's it's just me playing around trying to find like where do I want to take my risk on the high upside guys because I think that is where I want to pinpoint my risk. Like, I want to build a structure that's good, and there are so many good cheap players in the game right now that I can that I can build around, and then have you know a couple spots or something like that with like 
guys who I deem really high upside and and maybe like could propel me to the heights. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, that's what I've been okay. that's what I've been doing so far. Any other well, questions on me? Not not at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, we talked about odds already. Oh, two questions about Vardy. We got Ricky Chubbs, Vardy out, question mark, and then Jez. Vardy has five blanks in the last six, but if you factor in injuries, childbirths, and missed penalties, which are anomalous, there's only one blank against Liverpool. Is there still a viable case to sell him? And where I'm, I'm just curious, Leicester in general, because I've been so negative about them and wanting to sell them. Are you... In a similar camp, I know you already got Vardy, but like, are you full Lester out in this moment? Oh yeah, like the most. Out. Yeah, they're yeah. just dumpster fire to me. Their assets at this point all appear very overpriced, and the performances have been just very bad. I mean, you you're losing a Villa, you know. There's there's just no room for that anymore. Yeah, that's a problem. It's just the, the yeah. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. You know, they, they've looked really bad recently. And you know they they can't get over the line against Villa when they played pretty much a first team. You know Vardy on the bench, granted, but even still, you know they they should have been able to get by them. And yeah, I, I think that they just look really bad. And the, the cleans don't defense. look good. They yeah, the th- defense has yeah. fallen off a fucking cliff. Yeah, I mean the the next few fixtures are really rough: home Chelsea, at Wolves, home City. So I just don't see a lot of upside. I mean, they're not blanking. We we all kind of just assumed that they were going to be they were going to be blanking in game week twenty eight because they were going to get by Villa and they're not. So they actually have a game that week, but it doesn't really affect anything to me. It just see, yeah. still seems like just get rid of all the players as fast as possible. And you know, I mean, Vardy, I. I'm not a physio, obviously, but it seems. I mean, he subbed on. He subbed on today, which I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, he was on the bench. He suffered an injury last game, like about a week ago to 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 the date. And like, I'm like a little worried that they rushed him back, and I don't feel like that confident that he's a hundred percent. That just doesn't seem too reasonable. And yeah, pulled muscles are usually yeah. You you need serious. Yeah, I mean, you normally need a few weeks, so I, I'm just like very worried. So, you know, at the same time, you know, they're they're still a good good team, like good on paper players and shit. But yeah. you know, the next few are really tough, and you know, Harvey Barnes, Iose Perez, yeah, funny, Nato, he, Barnes Pianacho. is funny funny enough the best guy right now. Like, if you're gonna pick one like cheeky Leicester player, it'd probably be him. But even still, with the fixtures, I don't want him. Yeah, that and that's the thing is like if they were like locking into really good fixtures for the next few, then we could talk about it. But when the fixtures look like this, then it just doesn't seem like there's any, you know, any any real upside there. Yeah, I'm with you, brother. Yeah. Um, anything else, or do you want to just jump to a lot of questions? No, questions are good. Yeah, questions take us there. Um. All right. Slack questions. Chucky, is it actually time for Redmond? He'd probably be benched this week, but the fixtures are rosy. After is Ings and Redmond double up too much or a great differential? And then Vinay followed up on that and said, 
I'm requesting Walsh to endorse any punt like Redmond with the official Walsh's balls tag so that we can take it very seriously and get them straight into our teams. Um, yeah, I mean, Redmond obviously <laughs> looked like a world beater last game. You know, goal, goal assist, 13-pointer against Palace. But, I mean, at Liverpool, obviously, he's going to blank there. And then they have five a, a run of five good games. They have home Burnley, home Villa, at West Ham, home Newcastle, at Norwich. I'm... I'm a, a little bit concerned that Stewie Armstrong got hurt, and I feel like he's been kind of like that missing piece to unlock the offense. It was like the 4 2 and I, they don't really have a replacement for him. I mean, it took a while for him to kind of find his feet, but over the last four, he's been looking really good, and that, that concerns me a lot. And with Redmond, you know, the same thing with him. You know, we, we, we look at him as, as the player that kind of, jumps out of the highlights as he has that game where he just looks OP, like unplayable. But he's still not getting in the box. He's still not taking high percentage shots. He's still, you know, shooting outside the box, just like kind of locking into points. Wait, you mean he's and still Nathan Redmond? He, his name is Nathan Redmond. Yeah, okay, just making sure. Yeah. yeah, 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 his name is Nathan Redmond. So, you know, you're definitely rolling the dice there. And at Liverpool, I mean, this is the ab- actual worst possible fixture of the life of, of the season. So you don't want him now, but you know, he's, he's something to keep in mind. I yeah. guess. I mean, you want to find a second Southampton attacker. I just can't find one. I like, like outside I, of like, inks. I just very, can't find one. Yeah. Like I was getting very excited about Stewie. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. About it. Like I was really like, I watched the last two, like extended highlight games of Southampton because I was like, wait a minute. So he's, he's been, had four games, like starting each game, looked good, like got some stats, like whatever. And his like link play, like his yeah. positioning, I like I liked a lot of what I was seeing out of him and then he got hurt. So I'm, I feel like we've this. always kind of liked him and he's yeah, never no, really no, gets have. a run. Yeah. Yeah, no, we that's like we have actually yeah, yeah. last season when he came from Celtic. Like yep. we've been interested. And like five two, I mean that's that million's like a lot. That's a lot. That's a yeah. that's a big big price difference between Redders and and Stewie and you know, I, I it's just it was just unfortunate, and yeah. I am concerned. I'm just concerned about what they're going to look like without him. Yep, that very sounds very reasonable. But I should say that for people who have not been reading Alon on Wildcard, it's Ryan Bertrand, old school friend of the FPL team. I used to have him every single season. He has been working his way into basically all my tinkers. I've like talked myself into him, which is. Usually a good sign, could be a bad sign, but usually pretty good sign. And they've been they've been good defensively for a run now. Um, they have really good cleanable fixtures. And as far as finding a second attacker goes, and you don't really trust Long or Redmond, or I definitely don't trust like JWP. Like I, I'm not interested at all. Bertrand actually creates some stuff. You know, he's had some some good like goal scoring games, good numbers. I see, and it's the same thing that I wrote about Enda Stevens. Like I see, maybe a clean plus assist type of haul, you know, in this next run. And you, you, you fucking love to see those. So that's what yeah, I'm and going for. I mean, that's the other thing with you know, you're gonna have Ings, and you're probably having McCarthy. So the defenders are just so well priced, right? Yeah, like, so cheap. That, that's probably where you're going. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. 
Chucky Jack's fixtures getting a bit mixed coming up. Is he an easy hold and start through them all anyway? He seems to return every other game. I mean, what what are you looking at with Jack? I mean, I think he's in my latest wildcard tinker. I honestly don't remember. Um, I mean, I just love him. Like, you and Derek were kind of talking about, like, I think someone's question was, like, who's the best seven to nine midfielder or something like that? And Derek was like, it's still Grealish. Like, it doesn't matter if you go all the way up to nine. And I think I agree. I mean, obviously, we're not having that's not the question because, you know, we could bring Mares and stuff in. But I, I, he's just really good. Like I said early in the season, he's fucking world class. And <laughs> people are like laughing at that. But like, He's incredible. He's so good. Another assist today, you know, beating Leicester in the cup. He just will keep ticking. And he doesn't really have, I guess, like 33 and 34. He has a way Liverpool home United. But other than that, there's not really like two horrific ones in a row or something where you're going to just think he's going to blank for like three straight. Like there's always counterbalance with like one okay fixture in there. So yeah, I mean, he's still so cheap and he's just incredible. I I think he's an easy hold. I'm, I'm totally opposite coin. I I think he's a fire sale. I think he's just like a horrendous pick right now. Wait, why? I don't understand. I think the fixtures are just abject, like at Bournemouth. Okay. But you know, off a short week and you know, whatever, Edward, Spurs, Southampton, Sheffield United, Leicester, Chelsea, at Newcastle, really bad fixture. Home Wolves, <laughs> at Liverpool, home Manchester United. It just, it's, it, to me, it reads just really bad. Like, I yeah, don't I mean, expect yeah. them to score more than one goal in literally any of those games until, you know, May. Really? Yeah, I mean, on paper, night. that's basically like the worst run you could possibly come up with. But I, I yeah. think Bournemouth and Newcastle are great. I think Spurs are leaky. I think Leicester are yeah, not great. I think Chelsea are leaky. Like, I think it's a yeah, little I, deceptive. I just, yeah, I, I don't. I don't agree because we're talking about Villa. We're not talking yeah. about you know a mid-table team. We're talking about you know a bottom, a bottom five team. team in the league. Yeah, yeah. And you know, at Newcastle, I think is a really bad fixture for a team like Villa. And I, you know, I, I take your point, but you know, that's just my my opinion about it. You know, at Bournemouth, like okay, maybe they could score two, but I'm just looking at this like, what's the upside? Is like the absolute upside of the next like eight fixtures is two goals. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm a little higher on just their attack in general. I think it's like sort of underrated, which is weird to say for the actual bottom team, but you know they they score basically every game. Like they're they got blanked away Watford on December 28th. That was their last blank. Like They scored two today against Leicester. They scored two against Watford, two against Burnley. They scored against City. They scored against Brighton. Like I don't know. They score every every game. Like they're, they're, They are a mid-table attack as far as I'm concerned, even though they're not a mid-table team. I think that's where our divide yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I don't know. Maybe their new striker is just a fucking world beater, but we'll see. Samad, yeah, everyone was saying today that Samada was fucking disgusting. Where did he even come from? I've, I've never heard of him. He, he was on like Gank. I think he's from like, uh, Senegal or something. Some... Did he? Maybe he was the guy who scored against Liverpool or something. I don't remember at all. Um, Ivanski. 
Long story short, I accidentally activated my free hit. Keep your phone away from two-year-olds. FPL support told me to fuck off. What approach with your team and chips would you take to mitigate this? What fixtures do I target in game week 25? Would you get a ton of differentials or triple Sheffield defense and try and go for the big upswing or play it safe? I mean, so you're on free hit. (laughs) You got to go for the big upside, right? I mean, that's the fucking point of free hit. That's what free hit's for, right? That's what it's for, yeah. So where do you see the big upset? <sighs> Easy all there on Brighton, right? <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. <laughs> it's, Neil, it's Neil's world that we're living in. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I think it's probably, you know, you want triple Liverpool. You want to have some, like, Palace Sheffield United. You got to pick a horse there. It's Maybe a tough, to defense. tough week for... There's not like a huge banker on the yeah. board. Yeah. Like no, Liverpool, it's, it's Southampton, City and Spurs play each other. Chelsea and Leicester play each other. United are not bankers against anyone. Yeah, no, it's it's not good. It's not good. I don't I don't I honestly I don't like the question. I don't know why we're talking about it. There's one guy who's on free hit because his fucking toddler's an idiot. <laughs> I, we we're talking about, about it because it, it was funny. Because it was I funny. Don't care. Yeah, fuck you. I hope you get a five million K red arrow. <laughs> Ivan's just like weeping password, right now. Pass, password protect your fucking shit. Like, is that hard? Doesn't seem hard. That yeah, seems easy to me. Yeah, it seems very easy to me. Nelly, Kuhn, Mars, KDB, and Trips Pool. Best offense, oh, best team, ride forever. Is that just. Die. Yeah, I don't die, know. Baby. We didn't. We haven't Morris. talked about Kevin in a while. Is. Do we need to talk about Kevin? Is he just an obvious hold on my wild card? Or is he just like... I mean, are you actually considering not having Kevin on wild card? Is that possible? Yeah, I mean, the last tinker I posted didn't have him. I didn't, I mean, I, you know... I love you, but I don't look at all your tinkering and your content. Right, clearly. What are you talking about? How the fuck actually? First of all, this treachery. You're the one who DMs me after every post, like, this is the best content we've ever posted on the site. And then you don't even fucking look at my shit. No, I I read the bullets, but I don't look at the pictures because the pictures are just like singular picture. But um, pictures. Multiple pictures. Oh my god, this pictures. is this Every is the backstab of all backstabs. No, I don't know. It's just something I've been playing with. I mean, I have him obviously in my current team still, and he's still great. And I don't know. There was but just what's what's the argument? Like, what's the actual case for not having him? To be honest, I haven't put that much thought in it. The case would have been if you asked me before, <laughs> Chef. That like he's been playing really deep and not had good numbers, and then like you know he came through with a nice seven pointer against Chef U, and like you know he's still it was just two games ago nine pointer in sixty two minutes. Like, yeah, I mean the six one against Villa is a bit of an aberration. Like, I don't he was know. playing a, he was playing DM that whole game. I know, but my point is, if he keeps playing DM, I don't think they're going to score six, and he's going to get two assists every game. What I'm saying is, like, you know, if you're projecting forward that he's playing DM for the rest of the season, then I definitely wouldn't have him in my wild card. That I mean, the words that you just said, I know you wanted to put them back in your face because you know with Pepino, right? Projecting anything is ridiculous, but that's ridiculous. That's where the motivation for it came from, I think. Um, 
you know, to even play with the spot at all was that the the last mini run. But yeah, I mean, of course he's fantastic. Could you imagine trying to outsmart Pep? It's not going to be good. It's not going to. I just want to hang out well. with him. I just want to oh like play backgammon with him. Yeah, khakis, you know, those like Air Air, Air Force ones, like oh the whole. He's just like, oh, hey, I'm Pepe now. Yeah. I, I I think it's just absurd to feel like you're going to be able to outpace Kevin and Pep. Like, yeah, and no, I think you're not, right. It, yeah, it's 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 just a losing proposition. Yeah. Um, Facarilla is Jesus an actual option now? At the very least, his lower price point probably means the bench option behind him will be oh better God. than blah blah blah. Right, high as fuck. Talking about Jesus. Yeah, I I don't know what the fuck. Like, are you thinking ahead enough to be like, what am I gonna do with Kuhn once Champions League started? Because I'm terrified of that. No, I'm just having fun. You know, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just yeah, keep you're Neil so Mape. you're so cool. Well, maybe I'll keep Neil Mape for like three months, and it's just gonna be so fun. Like, oh, Kuhn doesn't play. Like, oh, Neil off the bench for two points. Like, everything's so good. God, you've had some it, you've had some fucking runs this season. Neil, Pookie, Pereira. No, it's 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 all about Neil for the rest of the season. It's it's oh Neil's world. God. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Like Bobby's world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that you know with Kuhn and like this is the kind of thing that we face every season as we get into Champions League and like this and that. We kind of overcompensate for the the worry or the risk of a player not playing. You know, not starting in a league game. I think that we put just too much emphasis on that. You know, honestly, I, I think that it's one of those where we don't know when it's going to happen. We don't know when the rest is going to happen. But overall, you know, we're going to have, you know, Isaac Haydens and, you know, Jack Stevens or whomever is going to be the first bench spot. But Isaac, you know, if oh. play, yeah, don't, I'm sorry. But if, if Kuhn plays, you know, and, you know, even if it's like Spurs or United or, you know, whatever the fuck, like Chelsea or Arsenal, he has hat trick potential every start he has. Every game. Yep. And every every game, every every single start that his name is like Aguero nine going out there for City, he has, you know, a twenty pointer in him. And I just don't think that we realize how like powerful that is from an FPL standpoint, where there are really not other players in the game that have that. You know, I mean Mo is maybe maybe Mane to a lesser degree or yeah, Mo you know, Mane, like if Arsenal start playing, maybe Obs, like who else? Even? Wing, no, yeah, yeah, I'm just I mean, trying to. Th- I'm just trying to think of anyone. Yeah, really. No, no, yeah, exactly. But but that's exactly is like like this exercise is like. I mean, we have five fingers on our, our fucking hands. Like I can't fucking find five players like Kuhn, you know. And and I think that it's it's worth the risk. I just think it's worth yeah, the risk. That's really what it comes and down I, to, and I, that's kind of what I was trying to say with trying to find the guys with high ceiling. It's like, yeah, that's where I want to take my risk. Like. I feel like the old, or we we definitely used to be in this camp, but like the old way of sort of the only risks you like get just get the template team and the risks are on like the edges of your team, like your fourth mid or like your fifth defender. Oh, like against that, it just makes no sense because the reward is so low. Like, what's the reward? Your four point one defender gets a clean. Like, great, you get plus four points on the field. But versus when you risk it on the on the big boys, the big guns, like Kuhn, like the reward is a potential 40-point captain. 
And it's like, that's what we're talking about. That's what you're trying to get. And I mean, it makes sense if you're like top 10K after oh, yeah, yeah. nine and you're just like trying to consolidate and just cover yourself. Like, okay, cool. But yeah, generally speaking, I mean, those high ceiling guys, there just aren't that many players in the game like that. And yep. you know, when you can get them, you just you just ride it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's also, it's like with Kuhn, it's like, I captained him for a 20-pointer. He got me 40 points. And I'm like, he could miss three weeks. Like, and maybe he subs on from one of those three. And maybe the other two, I get a bench guy. You know, I mean, generally speaking, like, if he's going to spike me a 20 when I cap him, that's going to way, you know, overperform, you know, who I'm, who I'm subbing in for him. Right. So, yeah. The averages just stay so high because of that one yeah. hole. Yeah. 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 Um, Chuck Norwich, is there an actual physical reason why Walsh hates Jimmy besides being punished by him? I was curious about this because I don't know the answer. Oh <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot of feels. A lot of feels happen. <sighs> I, first, first and foremost, I, I don't like the orange. Don't like the orange. Guy. Okay. Doesn't, doesn't like settle with me. Okay. Is it the, is it the, like hue of orange? Like, do you hate all oh, yeah, orange? Yeah, yeah no, no, no. I mean, Matt's blue and orange. Yeah, there we go. That. It's not like a, you know, it's like a more. It's like a creamsicle. Mustard. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just very not acceptable to me. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, okay, not okay, okay. I uh, I just don't like them at all. And okay. I don't like any of their players, and I don't like the Portuguese connection, and I don't like Nuno. I don't like I, I like Doc, but I don't like anyone else. I mean, there's the other ten players. I don't like any of them, and they bother me. I, it bothers me that they have this XG like defensive stats that are really good, but they can't keep a clean sheet for their that, lives. That's like, that tilting. Me. Yeah, that's it, tilting. It, it it screams just psychological inept. Like no no fortitude there to me. Like I I just don't have respect for that, and I don't respect any of the players that have to. Have to do that. <laughs> I'm just Other than that, mad. love the guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm being dead ass. That's here. great. That's good shit. So it's it's just problematic to me, you know. Yeah, and Jim a, is, you know, yeah. it's you know he's he's doing his best. Like I mean, he came from Spain, like you know, Mexican guy. Like okay, cool, like good job by you, Jim. But you know, you have Jota, right? It's like. Dude, like, bro, are you actually kidding me? You're just a Portuguese redman. Like, we don't need more redmans. That's what I see when I see him. It's just everything, it compounds for me. It's just problematic. All right. Very well, problematic. Thank you for uh, going there with us and being truthful. We all really respect that. Um, Sharson, what are our mid-price mid-options? Rich is getting close to bad fixture run coming off injury. Matto returned once in the last eight Gloves plays for United. Sars injured. I only see Mares, Grealish, and Sar when he's back. Maybe Spurs help. Yeah, it's a, a lot of those guys were, you know, two weeks ago we were like feeling pretty good about. It's crazy how so, it changes. I mean, so you, I mean, on wildcard, what are you looking at in this region? Like between six to nine, like kind of midfield options? I definitely had Mares in one of them, but otherwise I just have not been shopping here at all. I mean, there's, there's, a, Keeping Grealish, maybe, but I've been trying to like spend my money there a lot. Like I have Son in, and my current tinker, I've kept Mo, kept Kev, um, and been in like a four three three. 
So to be honest, I've been avoiding it. I mean, I've I've thought of Lucas that that was your shout. I think like last pod with Derek or something. I still like that shout. I still think he's underpriced and basically playing striker while Kane's out. So I like that prospect, and he has high upside. I mean, I, we we talked about Jack already. Yeah, I mean, there's not that many other guys coming to mind. I mean, I we should talk about Martial because I still think he's pretty good. And I think he looked good versus Burnley and play that game 10 times. He scores in like seven of them. But I don't know. What do you think about him? Because you own him. I don't feel great about him. Okay. I'm just concerned that they're really bad. And they're like a bottom 10 team, I think. Attacking, at least, yeah. Yeah, attacking on paper, like the whole thing. Yeah. And, you know, home Wolves at Chelsea, home Watford at at Everton, home City at Spurs. Jesus, is that their run? That's their run. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually zero points from that six. And then home Sheffield United, too. I mean, they usually play... Better in the big ones, but there's a lot of blanks in that run. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's just it's just rough for them. And like you said, they they do play better in the big ones, and they have been doing, which is kind of you know, do we take the leap of faith with Tony M that he's just they're going to be countering against the good teams, and yeah. you know he'll have a couple extra chances. Like, yeah, sure, okay, I get that. But I don't it love just that. Doesn't feel good. Like, yeah, I don't feel. I don't love that. You know, confident holding him going against bad fi- going into bad fixtures, hoping that he you know he spikes it. Hmm. So I'm I'm worried about. Yeah, him. you you talked me into that. So that's another one bites the dust. There's not much there. There's really not fucking. It's a wasteland in there, man. There's not midfield. Yeah, I think Lucas is actually probably my favorite child in that price range, just because he has the upside, like. I mean, it's kind of the theme of the episode, but he has hat trick potential, even though he's. What about Los Also? He's look good. Yeah, I mean, Gav, you know, sort of trolling. I think was like get Los Also, and I, I wrote back to him, sell me on him, but he, he didn't respond. I think he cowered in fear. I mean, I think he just makes the team better, but I don't really think he's a serious FPL option. But he definitely seems to be like helping them move the ball forward. And once the ball is forward, he can pick a pass and stuff like that. So I think he just I mean, makes everyone maybe better. I mean, that's the thing with Lukash that's concerning is that, I mean, his stats have also been just bad, right? Yeah. I mean, he's not putting up good stats, playing center forward. And, you know, I mean, the, the, the window's closing in a few days and they haven't replaced or, or bought a striker, but... You know, is anything going to change that his stats all of a sudden like hit a spike? Like, I'm I'm a little bit worried yeah, about that. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean I'm not I mean, sure. And and they I just mean, sold Erickson and are trying to buy a striker. So, but yeah, I have been on Sun for like a few days, and it, it honestly feels good. I think he is probably being a little overlooked, and Spurs I think are probably a little underrated still, and he's fucking world class. Yeah. Sun, sun, sun seems good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah, I mean, long, long story short, we don't really like any of these guys much in the yeah. in that mid mid price range. Yeah. Um, let's see, we still got a lot of questions. Holy shit, are we running long? No, we're good. I'm just not used to it. Um, 
Johnny D, are budget price under six five forward still looking worth it, or is it probably better to just find extra money for both Jimmy and Ings? It's sort of another similar wasteland, I think, off the top of my head, right? I mean, DCL's been great for me, but Everton's fixtures coming up, I don't want a part of him. Is there anyone else below Ings that's worth getting over Ings or Jim? I don't think so, right? I mean, Neil. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Neil's. Good point, good point. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's worth it. It's the same answer that I gave you when you asked me about McBurney. If we had yeah. one more forward slot, I would play with McMurney, yeah. but we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, Callum's looking at Tammy replacements. Uh, oh, he says who is better between Jimmy and Ings. Ugh, that's rough. Yeah, I, I think that's like a good call, right? Yeah, that's a good call. I mean... Wolves have the bad fixtures short term, and Southamptons are just so good that I think I would lean towards Ings, but I benched Jimenez for like a 13-pointer and then sold him for an 8-pointer. So I, my my finger's not on the Jimenez pulse for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just seems like, you know, you could you could very coherently argue for either side. And yes, I know, think so. You, yeah. you just have to... Pick your horse and hopefully you come out. Yeah, I think so. Um, We talked about a lot of these actually, so not that many left. Um, Sun, blah, blah, blah. We talked about this, talked about this. Chester, your typical wild card question. First three names on your team. Lundy or Cheaper Sheffield, that'll play. Ideal Keepers. Well, so we talked about Lundy, we talked about Keepers. First three names on the team. I'm trying to think what were my actual first three names on the team, and it was probably just like the Liverpool guys. <laughs> probably just like Mo Trent, Kev, or something. Kevin, and it hasn't yeah. changed in a while. I, I think Mo Trent, Kevin is is probably where you start, right? Yeah, I mean Kuhn, yeah. maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, that's basically it, actually, because we we talked about a lot of these questions so we we can do it anything else you want to talk about or you want to move on i feel i feel Mm. out of sorts a little bit i'm i'm a little i've slept very little yeah i mean you're you're doing fine (laughs) thank you you're doing a good job i just need like a shower and like a jopo or something you know jopo jack off pass out Oh my god! Okay, well, maybe you can still have that. You, that's still in your future. No, no, no! I'm going back to work after this. There's no Joe Poing at work. Okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm done here. I can't keep going. Okay, let's move on. Um, Are we going to talk about captains and our transfers and all that shit? Or are we going to just do that on Friday My Life? Because this game week isn't even fucking over. Well, I mean, we have, we have a Friday My Life problem because I can't do a Friday My Life. Oh, so. yeah, I forgot. Fuck. I need, to get some, I need to sub one of the pod boys in. Yeah. I need like a Batman spotlight to just throw in the air. And it's just like Derek's abs or something. Uh, get him in here. So, that'd be so good. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, well, so do you have captain thoughts and transfer thoughts? I'm, I'll save mine till Friday, man. Oh, I mean, it's it's just so far away. I mean, like Mo or Coon or something. Like I don't know. I'm yeah. not, I really don't know. Southampton's are kind of rough fixture. I wonder about that though for Liverpool. Like if Southampton's going to press and kind of attack, if it's just they're going to be so exposed, like expose him, expose him. But it's also just two days apart. rest. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm probably leaning towards Kuhn in my current like tinker, but I haven't really thought about it that much yet. Yeah. Like Spurs also have like, like really like good underlying defensive stats. And yeah, they do. It's not good. Yeah, yeah to, but, like that's that's. Concern. I mean, we know that Kuhn just lulls to play the AIA Spurs Spurs team, but. <laughs> Yeah, and a mo like home Southampton like ah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's I don't know. Good. I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk about it. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's a Neil Bompe kind of a day. Oh my god. Oh hey Neil. He hey. has the fixture. Oh hey bye. Um. Okay, Can and then check, check us out. You don't know your moves yet. Well, you'll do that on Lambs, I guess. Uh, two anus laps. Actually, one anus lap because one of them is banned for life. So not getting an anus lap. The other guy is James Poulos. Great. Great to have you, James. Welcome. We had a lifetime ban anus lap? Yeah. Remember? He had the, uh, you know, bad guy as his profile pic in Slack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's it, right? Any anything to add? Just fucking check us out. Check bro. us out at fmlfpl.com. Follow us on Twitter at fmlfpl. Support us at patreon.com/slash fmlfpl. Subscribe, rate, review, cheers.